Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CollegeToPro.com NFL Draft Blast, the audio alternative for fans and NFL personnel to know NFL Draft prospects. Join host Bo Mashanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name. Welcome back to another edition of the C2P. I'm your show host, Bo Marshani. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us. Apple Music, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere where you listen to your podcast, you can find these free and available to download and listen to at your leisure. We have a guest on the show. He was just out at the HBCU Legacy Bowl. He's been a busy man at any HBCU event over the last few months. This man has been invited to. He's the standout, all MEAC safety, none other than Malcolm McGee. Malcolm, you've had a fabulous career, and now you're working towards your master's degree but you're also working towards getting yourself in the National Football League. With that said, welcome to the program. How's this afternoon treating you? Oh, it's good, man. I just want to say thank you for having me, man. You know, it's another opportunity to get my name out there, man. But this afternoon is great out here. It's getting a little sunlight, man. I'm here with my dog, enjoying it, you know, just taking a day off football and just, you know, getting to it. Yeah, and, and again, we appreciate you because you're just at the Legacy Bowl yesterday. Can you just kind of talk about how the game went for you? And I know you had some pass breakups. You mentioned the almost interception, but it was overthrown. Kind of take us through the game and the vibe. Uh, yeah, the, uh, start off the game, the like the pregame before that, the, the talks, the, the guest speakers, the night before, all of it was just like, you know, it felt like a dream. It felt like I was already a pro. <laughs> The way that the, uh, the people, you know, they handled everything. Um, the game was, man, it was it was fun, man. You know, I, I treated it like another practice, which I do all my games. But um, it was great to see a lot of guys, especially HBCU, all-stars, get a chance to go out there and showcase their talents, man. That was exciting to see. And then it was great to have, you know, just to be able to see guys who I knew from different, you know, from different uh, schools, who had, like, a great caliber of skills, you know, that I can, you know, see all week and, you know, watch film on different guys, you know. But the game was very fun, man. I took it one play at a time, read my keys, and made the play that came to me. But all week long, man, they, they've been dodging me, man. You know, it's a lot of respect with uh with me, man. I'm not trying to, you know, chew my horn or anything, but respect, so they, they tend to go away from me, but. It was a great experience, man. Uh, excellent stuff. And I'm curious, man. I always like to rewind the program to when you first began playing the game that we know that you play now, and that's the game of football. Uh, Pop Warner, Pee Wee, were you the best kid on the field? Were you the kid with the ball in your hands, should I say? Uh, yes, sir. I was a quarterback all my life until uh, I my first year of college. I've always been that guy. So you're playing quarterback. So when does the transition come? And I'm curious because you know I believe Colorado State, um, Alcorn, um, and then uh, South Carolina State. But 
With that said, uh, any offers to play offense coming out of high school, or is everyone looking at you as the defensive guy that we know today? Oh no, I had a, uh, a lot of offense, a lot of athletes as well, because they wanted to use me on both sides of the ball. But uh, I had some, you know, some big schools coming out. But uh, I had a DB coach who kind of uh, sat down and kept it real with me, Derek Jenkins, and he was like, "Man, I can see you being, uh, uh, you know, a drafted corner or a drafted safety." But like, he said, "Although you are nice at quarterback, it's just the eyes and you know size and height." With you know, with, in comparison with guys who were like SEC who's six four, six three, two hundred and twenty pounds compared to me, I'm six one. So he was like, man, you could be, you know, highly ranked corner when, you know, a freshman All-American, so all Supers, you just go ahead and buy in. So it was a great transition. It was, you know, it was hard. I faced a lot of adversity because it was something new, which I'm not afraid of. I take adversity, you know, to the screen and head on. I just know how to respond to it. So it was a great, great, it was a great decision on uh, transitioning from quarterback to DB because it uh it like it opened my mind up and it allowed me to like read defense. I mean you know read more offense because I was on the offensive side more you know, most of my life. So like it, it just kind of like it it kind of just like it had its own little rhythm. You know after a while you know once I got like okay technique. Now, my great eyes and my hand placement. So once I got that down, man, I just had to really critique it every day. But yeah, it was a great transition, and I'm I'm pretty glad that I did it. Well, you should be glad, man. I mean, I mean, you look at, I mean, you you're training for the NFL draft. You have all the accolades I think that you could uh, possibly accomplish, um, you know, in your collegiate career. Let me ask you this: Now, you I'm sure you've had a lot of interactions with different teams due to all the events that you've been at the last few months, but if you're in the film room, Malcolm, with these NFL scouts, what do you think they love about you when they see you on the field? What do you do best? Um, That's my confidence. Like, like when you watch me play, like, you know, I know, like, you can just watch the film and you just can, like, see that, oh, I know that he knew this, that, like, this ball was coming or like, he watches film because he's a step ahead or like, or another thing, like my covering skills, you know, my open field tackling, like when it comes to like, you know, down to those three, it's just like, I really, like I hold myself accountable to, to like a high standard of like, I cannot mess up these three because this is how you get paid or being consistent in these three areas. So like, it's like that high Q or open field tackling and uh, covering for sure. It's a lot of it. Nice. What goes unnoticed about your game? These are the things that teams can't see on tape. Uh, maybe you're a team captain, weight room warrior, film junkie, great in the community. Maybe some of the defensive schemes that you had college-wise uh, didn't allow you to showcase certain things. I, I think one thing they got to – I mean, I know they know this, but you got to be a quick learner. You've been an impact guy from Alcorn to South Carolina State, so I think uh, you learning a new playbook is one of those things. But what else do you need to add that can help you fall in the good graces of these NFL scouts? Yeah, like you said, I can piggyback. I'm a real film junkie, man, and I'm a leader by action. And I'm very vocal, like, on the field. So, like, my guys on my team will see that. But when we get on the, like, on the field, 
It's like I'm calling out the plays and I'm calling out what the offense is about to run just off me watching film so much throughout the week. But uh, I really, like, I sit down and I watch, like, six to eight hours of film, like, all week, you know, the first two days. Thursday, Thursday, Friday, it's time to lock in. I'm like, you know, just trust what I've seen all week because when you see it, you got to, you know, believe it. And then now you just got to go. And that's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of it with my my younger uh, teammates, you know, they, you know, they learn from me in that area of being on the back end, like, just like, you know, train your ass. Once you see it, believe it and just go. So I'm a firm believer in watching film for sure, man, because, like, whatever they put on film, that's what they're going to do, you know, come Saturday because the eye in the sky don't lie. So I just live by that throughout football. Let me ask you this, because this is one of my favorite questions to ask if I get a real film junkie on the show. And you mentioned the hours that you've put in, and you talked about what you see comes to fruition on a Saturday. Can you think of a play or a series, and it doesn't have to be where you made an adjustment or did something where you returned the ball 99 yards to win the game. It could be the most modest adjustment. But what comes to mind where you spent all week watching that tablet, watching film, Saturday rolls around, it does. What you see does become a belief, and you make a play or help your teammates make a play. Okay, I could say this year versus Howard University, uh, we won the uh, all game. Uh, they were doing a lot of audibles and you know coming out and seeing the things that we was in, and uh, I was watching the quarterback hand placement on what what does he give the receivers and like what route do they run. So um, I was really in tune with that. Like I was, you know, zooming in on his hands to see what he's really doing. And uh, it was like a third down and 12. He made an audible with his hands, and he gave his slot man a hand. Oh, I forgot what he, like, rubbed his hand bag or something. And then, yeah, like, cut his wrist. He cut his wrist, that means, like, the play is off. We're going to do, like, some type of mesh. So I told my uh, my – my uh, nickel that it's, I mean, well, I told my wheel back while I was at nickel at the time, I was like, hey, bro, it's coming to our side. I'm telling you, stay in your zone or you're going to make the play. But if not, I got you back. But he was like, all good. So they made an audible. And, uh, you know, it's just something that I, you know, I felt good about because I called it out. And he did exactly what I told him. My wheel back had came to me, like, hey, brother, he came and told me, man, I really appreciate you, bro, because you put me in position. And you're telling me you're going that, you know, and I just felt, felt some type of way yeah. like, you know, when you do something for so long and it pays off, it means some type of, you know, a little bit more motivation and confidence about yourself. So I take that with pride when when I study it all, all throughout the week and it actually happens and I'm able to actually, you know, call it out for my teammates. Yeah, that's a, a Muslim, that's a great story. I, listen, that's I'm literally when I tell you that's my favorite stuff to hear because you know everybody watches the game and we know you guys put in hard work, but those little intricate things on that particular play, we know why it ended the way it did. Because you watched film, you gave the heads up to your teammates, and you guys executed. I love that stuff. Once again, the standout from South Carolina State, Malcolm McGee here on the C2P talking some NFL draft. Listen, Malcolm, you've been an absolute pleasure to have on the show, but before we let you go, we call it three and out. Um, there are a few lighthearted questions. You ready to take a shot with some of those? Sorry, I'm ready. All right. Now, uh, you can go to Alcorn State. You can go to South Carolina State. 
What coach had the biggest pet peeve during practice? Absolute no-no. If you, your teammates, anybody got caught doing it in practice, you might catch some hell. I say South Carolina State with Buddy Pugh. If you don't play like a professional, if you uh, if you don't run to the ball, be the type to stay any lip action after he's, well, you know, when's he talking or whenever he's, you know, he's trying to coach or like it's just the way that Buddy Pugh, you know, he carry himself. It just, I love that about him. But his pet peeve, like the most, is like you cannot be a talker and you cannot back it up because he gonna like like he just hate it and like. <laughs> And that's the type of person I am. Like, if you're going to have that talk, you got to be able to walk it and uh, do do what you're supposed to do throughout the week, you know, for you to be able to have that, that type of voice. And I was the guy who he allowed to actually speak. So for him to give me that, that you know, I give him credit. And, and, I, you know, I appreciate him because he don't really get it to a lot of people. So I took that with a lot of honor. That's that's pretty cool, man. And that's that gotta be something that really kinda warms your heart knowing that he put that confidence in you, lets you speak like that. How about this one? It's you mentioned uh maybe the secondary and uh being vocal. Are you vocal towards the opponents? Are you chatty? It's third and ten. The offense needs to make a play. Um what's what's it like lining up against you? Oh, see, if you, I am very vocal, but it's not like too chatty. But if you one of those guys who come out here with that type of a vibe, I'm then yeah, I'm gonna match. But like, I'm gonna give you work every play, every rep that you out there. So I don't really be, you know, talk to every play. But like when I make my plays, like I'm gonna show you that I make my plays. But if you, have, you know, if you are one of those guys who come out there with that. That type of mindset, like you just about to expose me, then yeah, I'm gonna be very, very careful with you because, like, you know, this is a very competitive game. You got to win your one-on-one, so it's mental and it's also, you know, physical. But if you don't have it on a mental aspect, and you're trying to play against a you know, caliber guy like me, then I'm, and then it's gonna be a long game for you, man. <laughs> and then the final one, Malcolm, before we let you go, uh, draft week, draft weekend. You're with family and friends. Waiting to hear your name come off the board. Who's the best cook in your family, and what would you like that person to have made for you as you celebrate this next football journey? Man, my mom by far, man. My mom is the best cook I've probably never been around. But when we, you know, soon, hopefully, when we get that car, man, I hope she make her famous. I think she, I'm a, I'm big on uh, uh, meatloaf and spaghetti, like all, like it's like that home cooked down. South meal is just the way she makes it. Like it's just like that's my type of food. So as long as she makes some of those too, man, I'm 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 lit. But that's who I do it for, man. My mom, man, that's that's my day one. She's been here since I've been playing. It's called you know part one and bro. But yeah, on draft day, if she can make those, I'd be really excited. <laughs> well, your mom is now on the clock for meatloaf and spaghetti. And, my man, you are on the clock for the 2024 NFF draft. That has a nice ring to it. Say, hey, stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed, and we appreciate you taking some time and joining us here. Yeah, I appreciate y'all for the opportunity, man. You stay blessed as well. Thank you. Once again, that is the standout from South Carolina State, Malcolm McGee, wonderful, wonderful athlete. And as you mentioned at the, the some points to the program, 
um, quarterback basically his entire life. Some schools looked at him for an athlete, as an athlete, but one of the coaches, uh, I believe he said Coach Jenkins gave him some advice to play that DB role, and now he's where he's at. It's definitely come to fruition, Madam. Always to join us here on the CJ. This has been a C2P exclusive.